It's the biggest sports show for your Saturday morning. We've got it all covered for you right here. Joey Montagna, Jay-Z Clark, Emma Friedman and everything sport. Or tomato or a barbecue sauce? Look, I hate barbecue sauce. Like too I sweet. It's the most rank thing. Is it? This. <laughs> I'm a spicy red man. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. For special performances. Here comes Dusty. He's shaping up for a fourth. Sewell's there. He leaves it for Buddy. Oh! oh! Around the body goes Chewy Joe. Look oh! inside the centre square. Boys kick the goal. Boys oh! kick the goal. On the biggest day in footy, we've got these three dead set legends to get you ready for the 2021 AFL Grand Final between Melbourne. Their first Grand Final in 21 years. And the Western Bulldogs. The Bulldogs go through to the Grand Final. They meet the demons, and we're in for one hell of a game. Joey Montagna, Montagna, Jay-Z Clark, and Emma Friedman. Friedman. This This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends Grand Final Day Edition. It's here. It's finally here. The day we've been waiting for. And while, yes, it's not exactly the same as usual, we're still pumped for Grand Final Day and the epic clash that awaits tonight between the Bulldogs and the Melbourne Football Club. Good morning to you, Joey, Jay and Blakey. What a day to be in Melbourne. I know a little bit different, but we're still pumped. Yeah, good morning, Em. We certainly are. There, There is a buzz. I mean, I've, it's been a bit of a flat build-up. We've spoken about it during the week, Jay, but just driving into work this morning, there were people out everywhere. There were banners and colours, and I even saw a group of people wearing their Melbourne tops. And you know, I'm a bit like, mm, that's a bit sort of <laughs> nuffy style. I actually saw them and went, good on them. Good on them. So we are getting that real feel uh, about today. We can't wait. It's been a long build-up. And, gee, the anticipation, particularly around Melbourne, is huge. Yep. And it'll almost be a little bit anticlimactic if they get beaten and the dogs win. I know we'll be pumped for the dogs. Yep. And it'll still be awesome. But there's just this anticipation around Melbourne breaking the drought and yep. Maxi Gorn holding that cup. The fairy tale could be written again today. And we've seen it before with the Bulldogs and, and Richmond breaking these long premiership droughts. That's the great story today. But I'll tell you what, team. I was so excited this morning. I, I made a big mistake. Like, I actually panicked a little oh. bit this morning. Now, I... So every Saturday morning, I, I ride in. I've been doing that for about uh, 18 months. Love my riding, get sort of geared up for the show, etc. I'm halfway through my ride in, and I realise I've forgotten my helmet. I'm riding oh, to really? work no. with, without my helmet on. I like, I just panic. I'm like, oh, my goodness, how did I finish this? I was so excited about the game. So then lucky I was sort of on track early, and I had to walk my bike uh, for, the, for the rest oh, of the trip into work. Seriously? So I really you saw did of, not. I, I did. You go check out my bike. stayed on the bike. No, you helmet. did not. You got off your bike once you realised you didn't have a helmet. And walked home. Yep, that's exactly what I did. Well, I had to do. I couldn't. Mate, safe. Ride safely, Joey. So. Are you, just don't fall off. <laughs> I got to want to break the wall. That's real kids. nerdy sort of stuff. Any more than I had to. getting home without the helmet? You're walking the bike home? That's a real concern. I've had to make the call. My wife said, Jane, can you come in and bring my helmet in? Because I need to uh, ride back home. But uh, I tell you what, we're all excited for the... um well, Grand Final Day does hit a bit different, and we sort of do the, the Norm Smith sweeps and the first goal kicker sweeps, always such a highlight of the day, but can can we still do that on Zoom? Like, is Arnie Mavis going to be as interested in a Norm Smith medal sweep if we sort of clip on Zoom, or are we still doing those, Joey? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, no, I reckon now yeah, everyone, most people just have a little $10 on their account right. on someone to win the Norm Smith, don't yeah, they? Yeah, probably. Probably Lots the way we groups. do it these days. Yeah, that's it. Bet with mates, all that sort yeah. of stuff. 
Hey, we've got a terrific show lined up for you today. How wet are special to be able to watch your son in a grand final? Can you even imagine? Mm. He won't be able to be there, Brett Bowie, but, of course, Jake playing only his seventh game for Melbourne. Uh, he's going to give us a call and let him let us know how the family are feeling. A former Melbourne star, Jack Watts, to wish his beloved D's luck too on the program today. Limo's also going to call, call by. Of course, he's a Hawks fan, but I can just feel that he's going to be riled up about something for today's game. And then the Solar Heart Quiz. It's back as well with your chance to win $200. So tonight, 7.15, Optus Stadium. D's up against the Dogs. It's one of the most mouth-watering grand finals we've seen in years. A matchup of the two best teams of 2021. One looking to break the drought, Jay-Z, and the other looking to add to the trophy cabinet from five years ago. But there has been a little bit of a scare this week with... COVID-19 in WA. Yeah, there's been... Oh, no. Well, there's been, in terms of the scores, man, there's been a couple of blowouts in the two preliminary finals. I'm not expecting that to happen today. I think it'd be a pretty tight, contested affair and hopefully a thrilling game. But you're right, a couple of people, Emma, have tried to run the gauntlet. So we know the WA government are very, very uh, tight and harsh with their... Shrieked is the word I was looking for. (laughs) And uh, so a couple of people just flown out without the necessary sort of G2G pass and the the, um, uh, necessary approvals, et cetera. Now, they've been quickly shipped off into a hotel quarantine. Uh, one bloke uh, from yesterday landed himself in court and is facing a, uh, a huge fine. The first lady flew over on Tuesday from New South Wales, I believe, had COVID. There were 15 passengers on the plane, so they're all in quarantine, obviously. So a couple of little scoundrels have tried to uh, take their chances, but have been found out. But the game will go ahead today. There is a fake text message getting around saying, oh, there is a scare that's bobbed up and, you know, no crowds allowed, but that is just a fake. So don't get sucked yeah, into that. Yeah, my mate sent me that this morning. Yeah, oh, come on. Come on. Give us, early give us a spell. <laughs> Well, we don't want to wake exactly up to right. that on grand final morning. And, and, and how good are we at, at getting recently at ignoring spam on our team? Yeah. Like we're well wow. practiced. We can smell out, smell out a, a scam a mile away. But I'll, the big story is like because there's been an extended period, we've been talking about the same game for a long time. The big stories are going to emerge tonight. There's no doubt about that. And Joey, I want to ask you straight off the top. For me, the Bulldogs are going to win. Aaron Norton has to have a significant influence. Now, he is Steve May's bunny. In the past four matchups between Steve May and Aaron Norton, Norton's kicked two goals from 340 minutes of playing time across four games. Steve May has got this bloke absolutely lined up. How does Luke Beveridge get Aaron Norton off the chain? Now, with Steve May with that hamstring injury and he's passed all the test train yesterday, no worries. Does Norton push up up the ground to test that on May or does he stay closer to goal where he's most dangerous? Because the dogs are going to win this. He's got to kick a bag, surely. Yeah, yes. Look, he has to have a, a, a play, have a factor, no doubt. Look, he's got to play the same way he's played. You can't then go and get be spooked by Stephen May and go and um, you know change your role that you've done all year. They need him to play the role that's uh, been so successful for the dogs all year. Um, look, he's just going to have to step up. I think that we saw in round nineteen. I showed some stuff where. Uh, Norton was actually trying to get to Jake Lever and Mitch Hannon was trying to get to Stephen May and it was a real sort of merry-go-round ring-a-ring-a-rosy and when they got that matchup, uh, Norton was able to get off the chain on Jake Lever. So maybe they could try something similar um, and just upset the Lever and May matchup but no doubt that's going to be a, a huge a huge factor. What I think will also be a huge factor, you spoke about the two-week layoff. I'm expecting this first quarter to be as brutal and as physical and as high pressure as we've ever seen. Why is that? Well, because both teams have had a week off. Yep. They're fresh. So imagine grand final, picture grand finals in previous years. The yep. first yep. quarter, it it's is on. like it's on. You don't get your second breath. So normally in a game of footy, you're, you're pumped first five minutes and then you ease into the game and you find your second wind. In grand finals, you don't. It's that high pressure, high octane from start to finish. Yep. Let alone when two teams have had a freshen up. They will be like... 
just scraping at the doors to get out there. So this first quarter, this first quarter could be as brutal and as yep. physical, uh, and I wouldn't expect it to blow open early. I think because both teams will be fresh, it'll be low scoring, it'll be competitive, it'll be high pressure, and the toughest are going to have to stand up. What about the sliding doors moment um, for Adam Chalor? So if the Bulldogs win, right, Chalor will be the interview because you go back 12 months ago, he he was shattered that he'd been kicked out of Collingwood, right? He didn't want to leave. He had strong relationships everywhere. But the, the Collingwood Football Club made a huge decision to essentially punt him. Now 12 yeah. months on, the sliding doors, he's looking, he's staring at a premiership right in the face. How incredible is it that it has turned out um, this way? I know he said he didn't want to leave and it hurt him deeply. But as it's turned out, it, he would he couldn't be happier, could yeah, he? That's all worked out in his favour. <laughs> that's that's the beauty of life, isn't it? We just you never know yep. what's gonna happen. You know, I'm sure he didn't think that he was gonna leave Collingwood and then certainly probably wouldn't have thought he would be playing in a grand final, but it will be an amazing story and yep. I'm looking forward to that interview, whoever gets it with Trelaw if the dogs do win. He's certainly gonna be emotional. I just wonder wrapping up Tom Tony Tom Libertori. I know we talk about in the in the, the superstar battle, you got Petrarca, you got Oliver, you got uh, Marcus Bontempelli, you got Jackson McRae. Tommy Liberatore, number one for clearances in the competition, number three for ground balls. For some reason, this man still flies under the radar a little bit. We've spent the whole past fortnight talking about Bontempelli, Oliver Petrarca. The one who does, who's won most of the footy is Liberatore, the little yep. bloke with the yep. moustache. You said last time he, after they made a ton, after he won the 2016, he joked he made a ton on yep. the MCG. Is it left field? But could, could he... Have, what hand has he got well, to play today? A huge hand, just like Jack Viney. I think he's the forgotten man for Melbourne. Like, this is his bread and butter. Talk about high pressure, yeah. high contest, physical. That's everything that Jack Viney loves about the game of footy. He was awesome in the prelim. He could be a dark horse as well. That battle between those those tough nuts yeah. is going to be awesome. Right under the Ruckman's feet, Jack Viney, Liberatore. It's just another one of those mouth-watering contests that we're going to see over the whole ground. We will get to more analysis later in the program. Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. On the line now is our good mate Greg Rust from the Rusty's Garage podcast, available for free on the Listener app. Good morning to you, Rusty. Now, finally, the supercars, they've released the final revision of the calendar and they're going to be back racing at the end of October in New South Wales. Emma, Joey, Jay, good morning. Yeah, this is great stuff. So nearly three months parked up. It's been tough for supercars fans. Sydney Motorsport Park will be a focal point for four events, M. But they can do different things there from a configuration standpoint. You can run races under lights and so on. And importantly, I know you're focused on grand final day there today. Um, we'll be outside AFL and NRL at this stage. But Bathurst is going to be the grand finale for the year. So motorsport fans have been waiting patiently. Uh, it looks like we're getting there, and what a way to wrap it up in, in, at Bathurst. Yeah, a lot of fans are looking forward to that one, Rusty. Hey, you spoke to Daniel Ricciardo this week ahead of the F1 race in Sochi. He talked about that win in Italy being very, very special to him. He has drawn a parallel with his victory at Monaco in 2018. That's how special it is to him. And he was able to place the trophy. McLaren said to him, where, where do you want to put it? You pick a spot in our, our massive trophy cabinet. And he placed it alongside the great Ayrton Senna's trophy, mm. uh, where he took victory in the early 90s at the Australian Grand Prix in Adelaide. So very cool. Car hasn't been as fast at Sochi overnight. I think we're going to see ups and downs here, guys. But you know what sport is like. When you have a victory like that that you really need, it unlocks a bit of confidence, and we'll see some good spikes from him from, from the rest of the season, I reckon, from Dan. Yep. That'll make us very happy indeed, Rusty. Hey, thanks for joining us. We'll chat again next week. 
Take care, guys. Thank you. Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Uh, last night, the NRL preliminary final between the South Sydney Rabbitohs and Manly. It was a bit of a one-act uh, one affair. South Sydney were way too good for Manly last night. They ended up winning 26-16, but the scoreline flattered Manly late in that game. So they're through to the grand final, the Rabbitohs, and they're going to take on the winner of the game at 4 o'clock this afternoon between the Storm and Penrith. So we're banking on the Storm getting through. So next week, we're going to have a big show all around the Melbourne Storm, but that should be an absolute beauty. Emma, where do the Storm win this game? Where's their advantage? Uh, I think with Pappenhausen, but I also think with the likes of Welsh pushing forward as well. I, I think the, the advantage for Penrith is Nathan Cleary in the halves. So they've got that kind of um, that middle section pretty sewn up. But in terms of the push forward from Welsh and all those bigger bodies, but also the direction of Pappenhausen and being able to score tries, I think that's where it's won. And hopefully the week off for the Storm, they're fresh, they're fit, ready to go. Penrith had a brutal game last week, didn't they? So they might be fresh. And the other news too, do you guys see this? Billy Slater has been confirmed yeah. Coach of the Queensland yeah. State of Origin side, which did you see some of the comments? So there was a few critics around about this appointment. Why? And this, well, I'm not sure why, but this was Billy Slater's response. He goes, I'm not building rockets and I'm not teaching <laughs> physics. He's like, I'm not, he goes, I'm coaching a football team, which is what I do know. Like yes. it's not like he's doing something that he's got no idea what he's talking about. We That's, overthink things, Joey. We do. Listening to some of the boys before the pregame of the NRL last night. They said something really interesting about origin coaches. So with the Blues, it's Brad Fittler, who obviously is a Blues legend. What you need with an origin coach is an aura. So someone where you walk in the room, if you're an origin player for the first time for Queensland or New South Wales, and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's Billy Slater. And that's what you need. You don't need to be the best coach. You just need to be a legend of one of those states. And he's got that. And you don't need to come up with an amazing game plan or teach the players how to play. Like, I'm pretty sure the state of origin players know what they're doing. you just got to roll them out there. Come on, boys. Hit them hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the Ryder Cup started overnight. Oh, so anyone yes. that loves their golf, this is a great way to watch golf. It's the USA v Europe. Uh, a bit quicker because they get gimmies. It's what I like. You know, when you get the ball within about four feet, yep. they say you can pick up, don't have to putt. But the USA dominated overnight. They lead six to two. The only Europeans uh, to win was uh, the Spanish duo, John Rahm and Sergio Garcia. They knocked off Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, which was good because I had them in a multi. Um, no, so Joey, I love the like, course. Tell us about the course. Oh, because Wisconsin. It's, it's like embedded into the coastline. Yeah, like it's it looks rough, cold. Looks rugged. Like Chicago, yeah. It, it looks, looks very like, chilly. It looks like a tough golf course, but that was great to watch. And the other bit of news, the NBA, there's still this Ben Simmons saga. Mm. Mm. It's getting really, really ugly because – he said that he's not going to go and play for uh, the Philadelphia 76ers until they trade him. They came out and said, we're not going to trade you. Doc Rivers has been trying, the coach is trying to convince him to play. Now it's gotten real ugly. Uh, other clubs aren't really keen to give them what they want. And it's getting quite messy for Ben Simmons. It's not a good look for him anyway at the moment. So still plenty to play out there. And there was insight into this when he didn't want to play for the Boomers. He should have just played for the Boomers, you know, got back on track, a couple of interviews, a couple of great performances, could have turned around his whole career. One of these things about digging your heels in and it's not working at all for Simmons. Hey, it is grand final day and we're so excited for the big dance. Plenty more about tonight's game still to come. But next, let's change tact a, li- a bit and dive into some racing. The five horses to watch this spring yes. on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay-Z and Emma. I literally remember bopping to dancing oh, on the ceiling. Lionel Richie. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, what a feeling. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. For serious outdoor work, you need serious outdoor tools. Nikita, rule the outdoors. Hey, 
for people like me, like I, I uh, lock back into the horses right about now. So I sort of don't get into it uh, right throughout the rest of the year. But when spring, spring comes around, I need your sort of little cheat sheets, your easy to follow guide. So I asked you a question in this week. I said on Saturday, can you come with the five horses I need to follow? Tell me who are going to be the five horses mm-hmm. who are going to dominate this spring for me. Okay, I've done my homework. I've got five for you. So starting with incentivise, and I know Joey's all over him uh, for the Melbourne and Caulfield Cup. So he's the Queenslander that's now with Peter Moody. He cleaned up in the Maccabi Diva Stakes two weeks ago. He's won his last seven, and he's just able to stay seven. all day. Is there an element of incentivise em, about Winks? Because incentivise didn't come out and win its first couple of races, yeah, like oh. Winks. But then when it started winning, it was blowing horses off the park. Really? There is a little bit of Winks about incentivise. Is that a fair comment, Em? I like that. I think that could be fair. I mean, he'd have to probably win the double this spring to be put in that same category. So what will it win, do you think? Caulfield Cup. Caulfield Definitely. Cup, yeah. Also in the Caulfield Cup, though, um, a Friedman horse. I had to throw one in there. Delphi, who I did tip you last yes. week or the week mm-hmm. before. So he's an Irish horse who won the St. Ledger last year. He's been in Australia a while now, but now he's just starting to find his groove, find his feet. Um, a tight second over the 2000 at Caulfield on the weekend just been. So I think that he can figure in the placings either for the Caulfield Cup or the Melbourne Cup. Now, a horse going around today, and you're going to hear his name a lot, Zaki. So mm. he's already the short price favourite for the Cox Plate, $2.50, which is just astronomically Genius. short considering that the Cox Plate is still a month away. Trained by Annabelle Neesham, who is really starting to come into her own as a trainer as well. He had a terrific winter carnival. So he won the Triple Crown of Queensland, so to speak, um, and he's won his first race back at Randwick as well. So we'll go around in the Underwood today. He's a dollar twenty-five today. So it's not one, wow. you know, to be – getting super excited about in terms of prices, but he is a star. And if he wins today and then goes on to win the Cox Plate, he'll become a real superstar of Australian racing. Oh, in terms of the internationals, we always keep an eye out for one of those. Yep. So I throw one of those in. Yep. Are there many internationals out. coming out this look, spring? We have to wait and see another week or so in terms of how many will come out. But yes. Are they allowed to? Last, yeah, we still got some last year, remember? And then yeah. we'll get more this year. It's all about quarantine though. So state yep. of rest is the international that I'll keep an eye on um, if he gets out here. Uh, trained by Joseph O'Brien, who we know has already won a cup. He won the Saratoga Derby at his last start. The Cox Plate would be his go. And if everything went well, he could be an interesting one to watch. And then in the babies races, Lightsaber. Uh, he won the Guineas Prelude for the Colts last weekend, and I like him in the Caulfield Guineas in two weeks' time. Also for Peter Moody. So Moods has got a real hand heading into this spring. Uh, there's one other one to keep an eye on. It's yes, called Joey. South Parade. <laughs> Just watch out for South Parade to do some damage this spring carnival, I'm going to tell you. It's yes. still about another month away from coming back in the Bit of some trials and jump outs and then get to the races, but just keep it on. Is it going to be in one of the... I'll make sure I let you guys know when it's racing. Is it going to be in one of the big days? Whatever. Well, might rain in one of the big days. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily in the big race, but on the big day. You race three sort of number. Shame I can't get out there. Maybe we can... Any chance? You might be. Any chance? What's the story? If everyone hurries up and gets a double vaccination, Mm. I might be able to get out there. Everyone's got to go get their vaxxers, and then I reckon you're a chance of Stakes Day and beyond, so maybe even Zipping Classic Day. I reckon they'll get a little crowd out at Sandown. Oh, boy. Hey, have you got some tips for us, Emma? Are we going to do that later? Now let's do it now because okay. we want to save a little bit of space later on for some uh, Norm Smith yep. tips as well. Uh, so it's Sandown today. Look, I reckon the fields are pretty hard. Like the Underwood sewn up by Zaki. There's five horses in that race. Yep. Just shows you how good he is. Anchor it in all your multis. 
Yep. Yeah, my tip today at Sandown, just one each way, race three, Manhattan Times at $12. So just Ooh. a little one to throw in your multis or each way. And then at Rose Hill, race six in the Shannon Stakes, um, two horses, both at about $3.50, imaging and love tap. Maybe having a little a little, little Cornella there. Joey, this is what I love about horses. our girl because she gives us some value in her tips. Right. I don't want the, the dollar sixty winners. I'm not giving winners. you dollar exactly. You know anyone really can tip us. A, anyone can tip us a two dollar favorite. Yes. And how close has she been? Three times, double figure odds, and they've been pipped. You've been very unlucky. M. Delphi the other week, Cherry Tortoni the other week. There was another one that have Tricking all last yeah, night, all big odds, and they're decent odds. Just yeah. missing out. And so we're gonna have a look at the Norm Smith metal market in a second hour. Same thing. So I'm going to ask you, who's who, who are we going to back in the Norm Smith middle? I don't want you Oliver and Petrarca. I know they're going to Bont and Pally. Yes, they're going to be right in the thick of it. I've I get got, it. I've got two that everyone should be just having a little Whoa. bit of value. Yes, some value. Good. And I'll that explain why. That is the and tease that we need. Well, for most, you can only dream about watching your son play in a grand final. The yep. pride that would fill you watching him run out on the biggest day of his life. But for former St. Brett Bowie, that's exactly what will happen this evening. His son, Jake, only has six games under his belt at the top level for Melbourne. Make it seven this evening. And Brett joins us now. Brett, welcome to the show. Let's be honest. How are the nerves? Uh, Not great. great. (laughs) (laughs) It's starting to get real. So. Have, have you have you sent Brett? Have you sent the text message yet to to the young lad? Or have you? What, what give us a give us a taste of what's probably going to be in that? A good luck text message to uh, your son today. Yeah, I'll just be pretty basic. Just good luck. Just enjoy the moment and get a kick early so it can settle both our nerves. <laughs> First of all, Brett, um, bugger you for not getting a hundred games for St Kilda. You only played <laughs> yeah. the eighty five games. Otherwise, Jake could have been a saner and yep. he would have been perfect on the half back flank. So. Mm. I don't know what I, happened there, you lazy buggy. Couldn't get 100 games for us. I, I think he's pretty bloody happy that I didn't now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. otherwise, otherwise, he'd be sitting next to me on the couch watching it. Oh, yeah, that's true. true. No, no, that is true. We, uh, we don't mind a little flutter on this show. I'm just wondering. I just thought of it then. Have you had yep. a little five bucks on Jake for the Norm Smith? Like, yes. there's got to be a bit of sentiment. The father has got to put a little bit on his son to win Here's the Norm gold. Smith. I don't think I'm allowed to. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, he's, he's at 151 Mm. Oh, that's so. juicy. I like not a worse. bit of a long yeah. shot. <laughs> Maybe you could put something on, yeah, Joey. I'll yeah. have a crack for you, Fred. <laughs> uh, it's fair to say. Now, um, Joey and I, fair to say, um, aren't real tall men. We aren't Ruckman. Um, yeah. And neither is your young bloke. So what is he, 176 centimetres or thereabouts? He's been compared to Caleb Daniel. And I must admit, when I got my first look at him, I just thought, this kid, he's so clean with the footy. He's just, he's, um, he's a laser target. They'd love it. Speaking to Simon Goodman, they just said they love him with his with the footy in his hands, they they really trust him. I mean, I can imagine him growing up. He just would have been someone who's just always out in the backyard, always kicking because he just he kicks the footy um, like his life depends on it. He's just so accurate. Yeah, he's definitely right. He, all he did was have a ball in his hand, whether it was a basketball or mostly football. Um, great eye hand coordination and just lots of kicking with the old man out the front. And my dad did it with me, so it sort of just passed down the line. So we're changing. Yeah, to... Sorry, sorry, Brett. You're up. Have you You're had up. your first beer yet, Brett, or not? I feel like maybe <laughs> crack open a little can, calm the nerves Joey, a bit. Yeah, Joey, I'm trying to stay away from that beer fridge for as long as I can today, because <laughs> I do want to see the first bounce. Yep. 
It's a but long day. Oh, it's, a, it's been a long two weeks, and then we've got a 7.15 start here. Like, come on, guys. It's not fair. We're, I know. Yeah, we're chatting to uh, Brett Bowie, father of Jake. Now, speaking of that, we heard there was a little um, game going on amongst you and your friends. Whenever Jake, or whenever you got mentioned in, in commentary every time Jake got the footy, you had to scull a beer. So yeah, is that, that was... still going on today? Like, if every time Jake gets a footy, oh, his father, you know, Brett mm. played for the Saints, are you going to have to scull? Yeah, I reckon I will. <laughs> Just got to keep the tradition going. That was in his first game, I think. Yeah. There might have been a couple of people over, I think. Yeah, no, they were no. allowed then, yeah. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah, that's right. On yeah, the Zoom. Was, and on you, the Zoom, yeah. And you that played. Was a long, sorry. sorry. No, you go. You go. Sorry, Brett. Uh, there was a, yeah, it was, we were out of lockdown then, so it was fine. Yeah. Now, you played um, from 1988, of course, to 1994, 85 games, uh, as Joey said, for the mighty St Kilda Football Club. How has he been um, handling it all, uh, Brett? Because what a story. You know, you're playing a seventh game in a grand final. We had Marlon Pickett make his debut for Richmond a couple of uh, years ago. Is he all taking it in his stride, or has he been excited and nervous and angst? How's, how's he travelling? Uh, he's, he's, he's pretty level-headed, but he's nervous as anything. I just spoke to him before, and he... He woke up about 3.30 this morning. and oh. Yeah, so the nerves are definitely there. But I think once the ball's bounced, he'll be fine. So he's one of them kids that, you know, pretty level-headed and just goes about his job. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But they're, hey, everyone, they're all nervous. So it doesn't yep. matter if you're playing yeah, your exactly. seventh game or your Marcus Bonson pal. He's already, like, they've all woken up nervous. Their breakfast won't be going down as well as it has yep. all year. But that's all part of it. You've just got to be able to you know, handle that. Build, Use it in the right way, and I'm sure they'll be fine when they get out there, particularly Jake. What's he going to do today, Brett? Like, how's he going to – so we're waiting till quarter past seven. Obviously, it's going to be a 5.15 bounce over there. What, what's he got planned? How's he going to get through the day and uh, the, the next eight hours of waiting time? I think he's going to catch up with his cousin over in Perth for a coffee, and then uh, he'll probably just come back to the room and have a bit of a nap and then get ready to get to the ground. Well, I think that's the plan for today, pretty low-key. That's the way to do it, Brett. Hey, thanks for joining us. We can feel the nervousness. <laughs> yes, the I'm packing myself. <laughs> <laughs> and we love the honesty as well, mate. Hey, um, uh, make sure that you don't have your first beer until what we're saying two o'clock. Two o'clock, I reckon. Maybe the two o'clock. Yeah, yeah, about two o'clock. Got the okay. Yeah, part uh, just, tell, just yeah. I'll tell the wife that, and I'll get Jack one and his boyfriend one. <laughs> oh, so. We absolutely love it. Hey, good luck. Um, I know it's hard not being there, but watching it on TV, maybe that could be a good thing in the way that you can just sit there and really absorb it this evening and I'm sure you'll get to celebrate if the D's get over the line in just a couple of days time thanks for joining us Brett no worries thanks thanks for having me on guys thanks, have mate. a good day see you later it's a, Emma that was fantastic like the stop start conversation you get I haven't been a part of a radio footy radio interview where the nerves and angst has come palpable. through oh fantastic that's what happens when you're young blokes playing that's right absolutely all the parents it's it's a huge day for a lot of people around not just the player we always focus on the player but there's so many people that have been yeah. involved in a player getting to this point that they are just as nervous and the, what, the reason why they're more nervous they can't do anything about it yep. nah. the players at least have got the destiny in their own hands but when you're a a parent or something, you're sitting there and you just got to let let the let of the gods play it out. That's exactly how it rolls. Hey, time for our Solar Heart Quiz. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends Weekend Quiz. Get a $700 trade-in on selected water heaters when you purchase a new Solar Heart hot water system. Last man or woman standing all about sport, but you do get one lifeline for one question only. If you can't answer Joey's first question, you can use your Smart Switch lifeline. 
to get a different question, but still on the same topic. How are you feeling about the uh, the quiz this morning, Joey? Oh, look, it's, I think it's a pretty straightforward one today. Okay. It's all based around today's grand final, really Bulldogs uh, Melbourne flavour. So I think we'll be able to get through this pretty quick. Let's start with Harry in Hampton. Good morning to you, Harry. Good morning. Morning, Harry. Do you back for one of the two sides? No, I don't. That's I wish right. I did. No, nah, yeah, nah, <laughs> we all do. Hey, let's get into the quiz. So question one. Who is the only Melbourne player playing today that has played in a grand final? Uh, yeah, Jake Lever. That is Good. indeed, Jake Lever. Good start. In 1965, who was the sacked Melbourne coach that began this curse? Uh, the great was... coach, the legendary coach. Oh, I've got to see my time. I've the last one. Use your lifeline. Who was Melbourne's last premiership captain? Uh, Ron Barassi. It was Good. indeed. It's been spoken about. Maxie Gorn can join Ron Barassi. Who was the curse, Joey? The curse was, of course, Norm Smith. The curse of Norm Smith. He got sacked after taking him to a grand final. Got sacked the next year. Amazing, isn't it? Yep. And then they've never won one since. Okay, question three. You've used your lifeline. Can you name one of the two Bulldogs players playing today that used to play for Melbourne? Uh, Mitch Hannon. Yes, that is correct. Well done. Stefan Martin, of course, is the other one. A good mate of Maxi Gorn. They're going to be going up against one another today. Question four. Who is the McClelland Trophy awarded to? Uh, Is it the team that finished on top? It is indeed. Well done, Harry. The minor premiers. Correct. Is this for the win, Harry? This is for the win. Question five. Which Western Bulldogs player is playing his 37th match after spending his entire career as a rookie-listed player? Good question, Joey. Uh, he wears – is it Rourke Smith? It oh. is Rourke Smith. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Number 37. Number 37, playing his 37th match. He's had some knee injuries. He's never been more than a one-year contract. Amazing. Every year as a rookie. And that's they're one of the great stories. Yep. You know, we uh. spoke to you know Brett Bowie's son, Jake. It's been nice for him. Seven games. Hasn't – Played in a loss yet, and then you get some other kids that have done it the hard way. So, well done to him. Well done to you, Harry, too. That was uh, yeah, very good. Know well, your stuff. What are you doing today, Harry? What, what are you going to cook up? How are you going to celebrate the grand final? Uh, I'll head down to Dan Murphy's now. Yep. And, uh, yep. <laughs> and then uh, barbecue, I think. Can't do too nah. much. So just have a barbecue with the family. Beautiful. Bit yeah, of cash exactly. now. You can load up. Buy some real nice steak now that you've got 200 bucks cash in the pocket. Some nice beers as well. Well done to you, Harry. Appreciate you giving us a call for the Solar Heart Quiz. Hey, after 11, our man Limo to pop in to give us a laugh on this grand final day. Coming up on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay-Z and Emma. And in 2010, the Grand Final Parade, do you remember me interviewing you in the car? Yeah. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Yes. No, I can't remember. Oh, that. Well, it's a highlight for me, Joey. Jeez, met your hero. Uh, <laughs> Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Rule the outdoors with Makita. Check out the range. Makita.com.au. I am pumped up. A big second hour coming up for grand final day. Former Melbourne star Jack Watts to give us a call and Limo not too far away as well. A big thanks to Makita for getting on board with the program. Serious outdoor work requires serious outdoor tools right now. You can land yourself a free Makita brushless blower when you buy any selected Makita LXT 18 volt times two brushless lime trimmer. Hurry for a limited time only. Offer via online redemption. We take you from the job site to the backyard and beyond. Sold it all across Australia. Visit makita.com.au for your nearest stockist and range. Jay-Z, your pick ones this year have been sensational, but I feel like this is the ultimate pick one, the biggest 
of them all. That's a good call, uh, Amber. I think one of the big questions and the best things about the grand final, whether you're supporting the teams or not, is who's going to win the Norm Smith medal and uh, well, who's going to kick the first snag? I think that's always worth five bucks, fair to say, Joey. So I th- but I don't want your Oliver Petrarca. Like, it's boring when you say, who do you think is going to win the Norm Smith? Oh, Marcus Bonson Pally. Right, we get that. He's going to be a very good chance. Find us some value, Joey. Give me one Norm Smith medal contender for either side that we can back today. Yeah, we can look outside the midfielders because recent history says not many pure mids have won the Norm Smith medal unless it's been an obvious you've been so good like Dustin Martin kicking yep. four and having 25 touches. Otherwise, because it's voted on by some people who get one opportunity to have a vote, they do look a little bit left field. And history shows that halfback flankers poll really well in the Norm Smith medal. So Jason Johannesson won yep. it for the Dogs in 2016. Uh, Basha Hawley and Jaden Short have both come second behind Dustin Martin for a couple of the uh, Richmond wins. Um, we know Luke Hodge won one of his Norm Smiths playing as a halfback as well. So there is a bit of history with the halfback flankers. So I think you could do worse than have a look at Caleb Daniel mm. on the halfback flank because he'll be a player that'll be the architect. He'll get his 30 touches, set the game up. And if the dogs win, someone like a Caleb Daniel is capable of polling uh, the, the Norm Smith medal votes, Jay-Z. What odds are I, I like his. So he's at 26s, yeah. which is Ooh, a nice And he uses the ball well. So efficiency oh, on the yeah. counter-attack is always a, a big storyline. The intercept, of course, and Caleb Daniel is certainly um, going to see plenty of it. Could be very decisive back yeah. there. So in saying that, the other one for Melbourne then is Christian Salem who we know that the way the Western Bulldogs will play, and we yep. might touch on it a bit later, Em, they bring up their half-forwards around the stoppage. So Salem will be sitting off the back of the stoppages all game. And if Melbourne get control of the game, he can be a real architect off half-back. The same thing, using his beautiful skills, setting the game up from behind the ball. And if it is a pretty even game for Melbourne and there's no real standout, and obviously if Petrarca and Oliver you know, aren't the best on ground, which is likely, but if we're looking at some value, then Christian Salem, you also could do worse than at what odds is he? 26s as well. And so, a little smoky, yep. just a little one of sentiment quickly. Yep. Uh, in 2015, Cyril Rioli won oh. the Norm Smith medal with only about yes. 15 touches, but he was dynamite the way that he played, knock on, setting some teammates up for goals, kicking a couple himself. Cosy Pickett is not ah. afraid of the big stage. He has been awesome in finals. He's Uncle Byron. He's already a Norm Smith medalist. Cosy Pickett, just if you want to have a, just a little flutter, he could yep. be one at big, big odds that uh, might be a chance with just limited possession. What a season he's had. He's an amazing story. Melbourne, of course, did that um, incredible trade to get him. He's been phenomenal. He's at 51 to win this. I like this. He's, a, he's elite for pressure and that forward half. The, the def- Bulldogs defenders, you know, are just going to be looking over their shoulders all day. And I like Luke Jackson. Like, we're going long here. Luke Jackson at oh. 81s. He's a, the rising star, the best young player in the, from Perth. in the competition. He oh. likes it warm. I think it's going to be 27 degrees. So that's hot conditions for a game of footy. So I like that, uh, Joey. Thanks for going a little bit left field on us. Put it in the vault. We'll revisit it next week. Hopefully a little bit of a winner in a couple of those picks for the Norm Smith. The Dead Set Legends, Triple M. You might only oh. be able to play that song for about seven days of the year, but boy, <laughs> gets you up. do its job. Exactly right. Welcome back. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joey, Jay, Emma, and Limo in studio. I can just feel, Limo, you are excited about tonight. Hello, I am Limo. amped. I am buzzed. And that song, Emma, that song, I, the, I've been to a lot of concerts in my life and I've sung along to a lot of songs. Not much has brought me as much joy as singing up there, Kazali, with 100,000 people at the yeah. MCG. Yeah. That is just one of the highlights of life. It's a beauty. That one. It's magnificent. And all the songs have been great. I believe Paul Kelly has re-recorded Leaps and Bounds to say, 
looking over the hill towards Perth Stadium. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear that one. Can't wait to hear that. What a week in Melbourne, eh? Yes. Oh, what a week. Isn't it just, oh, talk about the four horsemen of the, the apocalypse. Just landed this week, didn't it? Let's go through it. Yep. As of yesterday, we are the most locked down city in the world. Oh, congratulations. Yes. Oh, how proud yeah. we are. <laughs> oh, well done, everyone. What a record it's, to hold. It was a hell of a bloody effort. Yeah. We've yeah. gone from the most livable city to the most locked down yeah. city. Yeah. And we're still going. As long as we're number one at something. <laughs> 847 cases today. Another record. Oh, Try and stop us. Well on, on fire we are. <laughs> we're out of control. Oh, man. Then we had the protests and oh, the bloody riot. Oh, God. Mm. I had two. I don't know if you picked out a favourite protester from the week. <laughs> I picked out two of my favourites from the week. Did oh, you? Come on, the two that jump behind the fence? <laughs> oh, those two blokes. <laughs> I mean, those two guys, they, get, they got stuck into a bit of some nefarious activities behind a fence. Now, we don't want to put those filthy vaccines into our bodies, but yeah. oh, this, this gear there. that was cooked oh, up right. in a home lab out of Shepparton, you know, whack that straight up the snout. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we, all thought the, we all thought the same thing. Oh, I, but the uh, my two favourite protesters, there were two blokes carrying Donald re-elect Trump 2020 flags. Oh, absolute fool. And I thought it's going to be a tough day for those boys when someone gives them the bad news that Donald lost. Oh, also, and also the protesting because they don't want to be told to take a vaccine, holding flags of a bloke who claims credit for creating the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Then there was a bloody earthquake. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Where were you? Where were you? In the I was you? at home at the, oh, yeah. on the kitchen table and I felt it. And I actually thought a truck was driving down our laneway. That was mm. kind of the vibe. And then I looked at the news. Oh, that was an earthquake. And then I got excited. <laughs> there had been in an earthquake. Yeah. Interesting earthquake stats for you, though. Uh, the last notable earthquake in Melbourne was in 2016. Bulldogs won the flag. Oh, oh Biggest oh, ever oh, earthquake oh, in Australia was in 1954 oh, when bulldogs. the Bulldogs beat. Melbourne! Wow. Yes! No way. And you know what else, Emma? You know what else? The epicentre of this particular earthquake, where was it? Mansfield, Mansfield, which is right next to Mount Buller. Hello! (laughs) Underneath Melbourne's home, Melbourne's supporters... And true, home. true story, this might sound, I mean, good thing they're in the granny, the injuries they would have sustained on the mountain. <laughs> this is true. I'm not making this up. The earthquake made the 2016 Premiership Cup fall over in its cupboard at Witten Oval. Did it really? Oh, that is a true story. Wow. Yeah. Hand on heart. So, oh, I'm uh, feeling very nervous right now. Mm. Oh, I don't know what any of that means, but it's all <laughs> yeah. vaguely interesting. Have you ever done some earthquake omen gags before? This is <laughs> no, the first time. First. <laughs> I've broken the duck with you guys. <laughs> and, now, and the grand final, of course, between two Melbourne teams is in Perth tonight. And uh, as a special treat, it's been suggested that everyone in the ground applaud mm. at the yeah. 20 minutes and 21 mm. second mark of the first quarter. Mm. For people, because like, that'll make all the difference. Yeah. I'll just feel heaps better. <laughs> <laughs> Watching everyone force out 60 seconds of applause. You know what'll happen? It'll be a, it'll be like 20 seconds of applause, then bloody Cody Waitman will take a hang on and go, ah, oh, bugger that lot over there. We, <laughs> yeah. we want to watch what happens here. Yeah. Uh, it's so, gone down like a lead balloon. It has gone down like a lead balloon. There's no doubt about that. But, guys... Um, 
I want to do, uh, I've got a couple of shout outs. I'll save those for the end. Grand final commentary. I want to finish on this for you. We love a bit of quality grand final commentary. Who could forget this from Stephen Quartermain? Cox throws it onto the left. One last roll of the dice for the Oh, unbelievable. Perhaps the most famous commentary in a grand final ever. Mackay to the wing position on the member stand side. Oh, Jessalenko, you guilty. Oh, from 1970. And then, oh, this moment, for, let's go back to the Bulldogs' last premiership, Tom Boyd. Mm-hmm. Boyd took the advantage and played on from inside the centre square. Boyd's kicked the goal. Boyd's kicked the goal from inside the centre and let's have a listen to some commentary from Melbourne's last flag. See if you can spot the difference. What a finish. What a game. Yeah. We need some better audio, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, Melbourne, if you could win today, uh, that'd be great. Hey, a shout-out to the My Room Children's Cancer Charity yep. who raised over $3 million of the telephone wow. last night with Channel 9. Well right. done uh, to Mark Zeta and the team at My Room. They're a bunch of legends. They make a big difference to children with cancer. And also a uh, massive shout-out to Annie Peacock from Crown Melbourne who sent a grand final hamper, just arrived on our front doorstep. So thank Sorry, you, Anna. Yes. Cool. She'll be listening. Yes, Could we're having a grand final like party. Sent to my house as well. Where, well, oh, there you go, Annie, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, grand final party at our house tonight, by the way. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Got a fair few coming over? Yeah, yeah, I've invited my wife and my son. <laughs> so just looking forward to that one. All right, have a good granny. Good on you, Mo. Mo, absolutely love it. Now. We've got to wait till 7.15 tonight, but I know you boys have been dwelling on this matchup for the last two weeks. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. Who wins and why? Yeah, a couple of simple points for those listening to look out for in tonight's game. The first thing is the way they like to play. So the Dogs, we know, are a team that like to have extra numbers around the football. That's why they get so many possessions. It's why they've got so many midfielders that all get you know in good form and get a bit of ball. Melbourne are a bit opposite. Melbourne like to hold their defenders. That's why they've had the best defence that's ever been recorded. So you'll see a lot more Dogs players around the football, but they might have trouble scoring because Melbourne will be holding their defenders if those Western Bulldogs half-forwards, like Bailey Smith and Trelaw, get high up the ground. It might be difficult for them to score. But that is also their advantage, the Western Bulldogs. That they, if they can use those numbers and absorb Melbourne's pressure, they might be able to run through Melbourne's defence or get over the top of them and hit the scoreboard. So... For me, field position becomes really important in a grand final because, as I said, both these teams are so strong defensively. You want to play the game in your front half. So that's where the clearances become crucial. Not so much to score from them, but to win the clearance and get the ball played in your front half because both teams will find it difficult to transition the length of the field. So keep an eye on that. The stoppages, playing it in your front half. A couple of the matchups that we spoke about you wanted to touch on to nullify. I think there's two, one for each team. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think Melbourne need to nullify Liberatore. He's the fire starter. He's the one that wins the ball right under the nose of everyone in the coal face, and then that gets the handball game going for McRae and Bontempalli, and then the runners like Smith and Hunter and Trelaw. So I think maybe it'll be Harms or Viney that will just try and get mm. to work at stoppages. Physical pressure. Physical play right on. He's just play behind him. So when he picks it up, you can tackle him straight away. I don't think they need to worry about him so much in transition and general play. He's not going to hurt them, but certainly – at stoppage. So if they can nullify Libba, that's going to go a long way for Melbourne to win that clearance battle, and then that'll get the game on their terms. And for Western Bulldogs, I think they need to nullify Jake Lever's influence. If they do nothing about Lever and he has 10, 12, 15 intercept possessions, it'll be too hard for the Dogs to score. So they've got a couple of options. Josh Shackey, Shackey is a role that they did against the Lear. I wasn't convinced that role was 
as great as what some people said. I mean, Aaliyah took six intercept marks and had 11 intercept possessions. Maybe Mitch Hannon could also do the role. Someone who's a bit smart, who can work off him at the right time, but nullify him. And then the last point, guys, it comes down to a game of football. We just had Wayne Carey duck in and say good day, and he knows all about it. Conversion. Mm. Taking your opportunities because in a grand final when you've got two strong teams, you'll have a bit of a period where the game's on your terms and you'll be having shots at goal and playing it in your front half. But if you don't convert and hit the scoreboard, you open the door for an opposition. That happened to St Kilda in 2009 against Geelong. We were dominating massive parts of the game. We just didn't put the score on the board. We left the door ajar for a great team like Geelong. And then they took it in that last quarter. So got to make the most of your opportunities when you get your shots at goal. The defences are going to be important. Who can play the game in their front half? Look, from that perspective, it, it ticks all the boxes for Melbourne, Emma. I mean, that's how they've played all year. They have been so good defensively that no one's been able to score against them. They're a strong stoppage team. And if they can convert, Melbourne should win. But as we know, it's one game of footy. It's one game of footy. Anything can happen. And that's why the dogs are certainly a chance. Duck just came in. He looked resplendent, by the way, getting ready to uh, host the coverage here and then also go to Channel 7. And he did mention one game in 28 days. Mm. Is that a massive concern in your mind? It is a factor for Melbourne, absolutely. It's not ideal. As we said, um, footballers and athletes are creatures of habit. We perform best with routine. Um, It's going to affect them. I think the Western Bulldogs now have had the perfect preparation. And what people forget, everyone's fit and healthy for the dogs now. Besides Josh Bruce... They've had four or five weeks to figure out how to set their forward line up without him. But the rest of them are healthy. Trelaw, Dunkley, Bontempalli's over his injury. They've got a great list that are fit and healthy and ready to go. So this isn't going to be a walk in the park for Melbourne. I can't see Melbourne winning this game by much at all if they do. I think it'll be a toss of the coin. I'm sticking with Melbourne because I've been on them all year. But boy, oh boy, this should be a cracking game. I feel like you flip-flopped a little bit this week, Joey. And I think most of us have sort of, um, in terms of who's going to win our tips, I think we sort of, the more the longer this week's going on, I think there's more momentum for, for uh, the Western Bulldogs. Can I just ask you one question? Are they, how vulnerable are they down back? Because we know that defence wins premierships, but you look at the champion data statistics, right? In in terms of their one-on-one... The dogs? One, yeah, the dogs. The one-on-one contests, right? They lose 30% of those. Now, that's ranked 17th in the competition. Yes. Now, if this sort of defence is the bedrock of flags, how's the team that's second last in the competition for this one-on-one contest? Two reasons why. The dogs don't get exposed in one-on-one contests that often. So when they do, yes, they, they can get beaten. But they are so good at supporting each other in the air. You know, Eastern Wood coming across, Bailey Dale and Bailey Williams, they support each other so they don't get exposed 1v1. And the second thing they do, because of their numbers around the ball, they concede the least inside 50s. So the ball doesn't go into their defensive 50 that often because of the numbers around the football. So that's why their defense is strong. It's different to Melbourne's, who are so good with their back six, you know, with Lever and May, et cetera. So they do it differently. They've both been sound defensively. It's going to be who can hit the scoreboard and take their opportunities. What about, just quickly, Luke Beveridge? So if he wins a second flag, will he join the Damien Hardwicks, the Alistair Clarks? From a coaching not achievement, quite, not quite. does he become a, a, a great coach, if you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a, Absolutely. To do it twice outside the top four would be an incredible achievement. This would be one of the great, great, great premiership wins ever from the, the travel they've had to do in the finals. I love the analysis, boys. And all day across Triple M, we have got you covered for the grand final tonight between the Demons and the Dogs. Speaking of the Demons, though, a special guest for grand final day, former Melbourne star Jack Watts to give us a call next on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay-Z and Emma. It's fair to say there's two types to compete in the grand final sprint. And those that actually want to win and those that are just happy to take a bit of extra cash for the week. Sometimes it was ideal to actually miss the final. Mm. <laughs> I think I might have been able to milk the system four times. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. For serious outdoor work, you need serious outdoor tools. Nikita, rule the outdoors.
Well, having played 152 games for Melbourne, the D's hold a very special place in the heart of Jack Watts. And we know that people right around the city are bleeding red and blue today. And Jack is no different and joins us on the line now. Jack, welcome to the program. How was the moment when you saw Melbourne win that prelim and cement their spot in the grand final? Come on, the bloody days. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'll tell you what, I was, uh, I was pretty emotional watching that, watching that prelim. Um, I may have had a couple of little bubble buddies and um, some family around just giving me some sort of care. Um, and, and, we, and we were all getting pretty emotional watching the big bearded man, what a human he is, kicking five and um, look, it's it's a pretty exciting day today, so we're looking forward to it. Did you think you would see the day, Jack? Did you think you would see the day that this Melbourne side could be a juggernaut and be playing off in grand finals like they will this week and potentially for the next few years? When you're at the club, it, like, honestly, could you think this could happen? <laughs> um, <laughs> certainly not when I was there, Joey. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is amazing and it's, um, I don't know, it's just interesting sort of, you know, to see that it is possible. You can turn stuff around. You can turn a club around that's that's on its knees and struggling. And, and you know, I wonder what it what it sort of takes. Is it is it the coach? Is it the you know players? Because there's still a lot of the same players there that that are there when I was there. And and you know they haven't um, all of a sudden grown a grown an extra leg or an extra arm or an extra you know whatever it is. They're, they're the same people, but they're just uh, all of a sudden they're playing in a granny. And and I'm sure there's been a mountain of hard work and. Um, you know, they've obviously got the club in the right spot, the right people around, and, and they're coaching it beautifully. So, um, yeah, they're, they're providing a whole lot of joy to, to all of us uh, old has-been hacks. <laughs> Watsy, uh, it is great to speak to you, uh, mate. You know how we've got, like, the, the snow cams and the live shots of sort of Mount Buller and, and Mount Hotham with the cameras up there? I would love one of those in your lounge room tonight because I reckon you will be live jumping around hey? and be having an absolute time. Boy, oh, boy. I, I would love to be uh, sharing that couch with you tonight because I think you will be as excited uh, as anyone. Now, have you spoken to the skipper, like uh, Big Maxi gone? He was a bloke who earlier in his career, you know, was his professionalism there? I'm not, I'm not sure. But... Um, he was given the captaincy and all made all Australian captain, and he's led this team. That best mate of yours has led this team superbly. Have you been in touch with him this week? Have you been able to have a chat? How do you think he's been able to handle uh, the, this occasion? Yeah, uh, I have been in in contact with him. Um, unfortunately, I've had about fifty of my mates message me saying, "Can you get Gorny to do this? Can you get yeah, Gorny to do tickets. this?" And uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, and you know, the great man, he, he's put his hand up and he sent a couple of uh, videos through, which is pretty amazing during grand final week. Um, a couple of days ago, I said, all right, this is the last one. I'm going to le- uh, leave you be. But um, yeah, he's, he's a pretty amazing man. Um, and, you know, he's, he's just got that beautiful balance of uh, he knows when to have a good time and, and then knows when to knuckle down and, and work his ass off. So, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's it's pretty incredible to watch someone who, as you said, I mean that when he walked into the joint, Jesus, no one would have ever picked him to play five games, let alone you know he'll probably be a, a 200, 250 game captain of, of, a, of a premiership, hopefully, and and um, you know go down as one of the greatest ever Melbourne players. So uh, yeah, looking forward to watching him uh, clunk a couple, kick a couple today, and. And uh, maybe have a few gags with the umpires. Who knows? Oh, it's going to be uh, exciting, mate. Do you think you'll have if they get up tonight and you see Gorn and Goody on the premiership dice lifting the cup? Will you have 
Well, what will the emotional reaction do you think for you will be? I mean, obviously, you, you started at the football club, you went through so much, you know, you end up trading for the fresh start over in the Port Adelaide. How do you think you will feel if they can get up? Oh, look, I'll be I'll be ecstatic. As you said, if, if there was a camera up here, you wouldn't see all my mates, I promise. You wouldn't <laughs> see 25 people here having a few beers and enjoying themselves. But you might see me, um, yeah, just going nuts, maybe a tear in the eye. Um, you know, it's it's uh, enough time has passed now since I've been at the club that you know I've really I've really don't have much to do with with this team and what they've been able to achieve. So um, you know, I don't really have that sort of jealousy or that uh, that feeling of shit. I wish I was still there because you know I'd be I'd be sitting in the twos as I told you, Jay Z. Anyway, if I was still there, so mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of it's pure joy and um, and you know, I'm just. I hope they can get it done and, and then obviously when they get back here and things start to open up, we can all catch up and, and um, you know, they can tell me how it felt to, to win a bloody grand final. Jack, if they do win, can we see a special edition pair of the squash club shorts? Do we reckon they're on the radar maybe with the beard or I don't know, with a little demon? What do you reckon? We might have to because Gorney's been our number one ambassador since day dot. So we might have to get the big beard on there, maybe with a couple of darts. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Stubby could design something. But, um, yeah, I actually sent a big pack. We're doing a little charity um, short at the moment for Connor's Run, which is for brain cancer research. And um, I sent a big, a big pack over to the, the resort they're staying at and Gorney and Hunty and Christian Salem, who are both Brighton Grammar Boys, uh, they sent me a, a nice photo, which we're able to use. So, um, yeah, the boys have always supported squash and uh, we're very grateful. So we might have to get a little grand final cup short. I like that. My little boy's got the giraffes and the crabs. He absolutely loves them. Hey, thanks for joining us, uh, Jack. We know that you're full of emotion today. Enjoy the day if you can. Sit down, have a couple and uh, revel in Melbourne's performance tonight. Thank you, Emma. Thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks Jack. Go the days. Go the days. Well, go the days. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legend of the Week. First of all, how good have the tunes been today? If you're not up and about now for Grand Final Day, you certainly are. Hey, can't wait. But just quick one Dead Set Legend of the Week. Uh, Last night, prelim finals in the Sandful. Now, number one draft pick, certainly now to be number one, yep. Jason Horn Francis playing for South Adelaide. Yep. In a preliminary final, remember this kid is 18 years old, kicked three goals, had 24 disposals and 11 clearances. Just remember the name. If you think Matt Rowell and Sam Walsh have come into the AFL and hit the ground running, listen to the name Jason Horn Francis. This kid is an absolute freak. He's tough. He's quick. He's exciting. He's electrifying forward. He's been compared a little bit to Sydney star Isaac Heaney. He's got those magic uh, tricks in his kit bag. So North Melbourne, yes, it's been a tough year, but this kid is the pot of gold at the end of that draft rainbow. So Jason Horn's free. He'll be playing round one next year, Joey. Yep. And he's, could, he's going to be that uh, poster boy for the Kangaroos. Probably the man they need. Okay, the final word. Who wins the margin and maybe a... Norm Smith once more. Yeah, look, as I said, you know I've been on Melbourne all year. I've been on the train. I've loved their progression. I still think they are the best team, but we know grand final days, the best team doesn't always win. I'm going to stick with Melbourne, but I can see the dogs winning. Melbourne by one or two points, and I think it's made for Christian Petrarca. This is his moment to stamp himself as one of the all-time greats for Melbourne. 
with a Norm Smith medal and a premiership. So the D's, but this will be, I'm telling you, this will be an absolute close cracking grand final. Got to be, it's going to be hot, 25, 26 degrees over there uh, in Perth. Now, just say the line's about 155. You see this being a high scoring, yeah, it'll be low scoring. free flow? Two best defences, it'll be low scoring. Under. 80 to 60 will be the score. It'll be, it'll be 75 to 77. Melbourne for me, Em. I'd love to see Kasai pick it, light it up on the big dance. Boys, well done today. The rub following us, 12 to 2. JB, Billy Brownless, Wayne Carey, Bernie Vince and Damien Barrett with their special guest, Dennis Cometti calling his final grand final. And then it's grand final tonight, 6.30. The coverage starts right here on 105.1 Triple M. Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another day. So, in the words of Corey Homicide Williams, you have a great day. (laughs) Serious outdoor work requires serious outdoor tools and Makita are helping you rule the outdoors. Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another day. And it was a great week, wasn't it, Joey? I liked it. I did like my own work this morning. That was good. (laughs) Get even more Joey, Jay-Z and Emma by downloading the Listener app.